Hi, welcome to Three Dog. This is Anna, and you're listening to a 60-minute flow class. This one's called Stress Relief Six Ways. There are lots of ways to relieve stress. The six we focus on in today's practice are moving, breathing, stretching, massage, visualization, and relaxation. Don't worry if you didn't catch all those. Your body, mind, and heart will during these next 60 minutes. Enjoy. Everybody good with those? Cool. Let's start on your mat, on your back. And the first item of business is some uh, movement practices called dying bug. I don't like to call it that. Um, I like to call it toddler temper tantrum. So you take your arms and your legs up in the air and then you just start to shake and you just let everything start to shake out. Now, if this is not uh, useful for you, you take constructive rest pose, lay on your back with your feet on the floor and your hands on your center line. But since it's Monday, a good shaking, a good little bodily temper tantrum to get out whatever is in there may be called for. And the idea is you just let your fingers move, your feet move, your toes move, wrists, ankles, knees, elbows, shoulders, hips. If you heard that sound, that was Gibbs clearing out his throat. He's, uh, he's having quite a day. And then let your arms and legs start to slow down until they just feel really wavy and then all of a sudden you didn't even realize it but you got still in your arms and legs and you let your elbows and knees bend your feet come to the floor your hands come to your center line constructive rest pose feel your feet on the floor your arms on the floor the back of your head on the floor And then you may notice that you want to lengthen your spine here. Pick up your head, slide it back a little bit, or pick up your hips and slide them down a little bit. Feel the natural curves of your spine. And visualize your hips heavy, rib cage heavy, back of your head heavy into the floor. Making imprints like they would in the sand at the beach. And your low back long, the back of your neck soft. And you start to feel your breath underneath your hands. The rib cage rising and falling with air moving in and out of your lungs. And maybe you want to take some deep belly breaths in which you feel the rise and fall of your abdomen as the breath moves so deeply in that the diaphragm muscle drops down and it's the abdominals the internal massage the abdominal organs of the internal massage And then you let the abdomen just begin to firm. 
abdominal muscles draw in, but not so much that it's tight. Just enough that your breathing no longer moves the space around your navel. And your breath moves more into your rib cage, expanding you outward, up into your collarbones, your upper back. Start to use the muscles of your throat to draw your breath in and to press your breath out. In what we call ujjayi, which translates as celebration breath or victory breath. The idea that when we celebrate each breath in and breath out, it's a win to be here and to be present. And each time you return to this breath, after the mind wanders away, it's a win. There's never any trouble or anything wrong with following away from your practice. If you get back, if you notice that you're sliding away, you take one of the long, slow ujjayi breaths, you're back, and it's a win. Keep the breath moving in ujjayi, or if that's not comfortable for you, any way that does work. Bring your knees in towards your chest and rock side to side across your low back. You make some circles of the sacrum on the floor. So the sacrum, bone at the back of the hips, or what feels like the, the bone that's flat against the floor. Tracing around the edges of it a little, again, massage for the body. Go a little further afield with this if you take your arms out to your sides and let your knees rock around in circles independently, and then you can take them independently of each other and make some figure eights with the leg bones. So I feel out the range of motion of your hip joint. There's a little click or a little clack. There's nothing wrong with that either. Just things warming up in there. As long as there's no pain, you keep moving through. See if you can get things to glide. Maybe they don't glide right away. That's why we practice. Bring the knees to right angles, take arms out to the sides like cactus, press the back of your head down, and then move your knees side to side in belly twisting pose. Let's take note of the pace at which you started. Is it the pace you want to be going? 
do you want to slow down? You don't have to want to slow down. A lot of times we do want to slow down and we're just not paying attention. We end up kind of ratcheting things up instead of cooling them off. So as we move and pay attention to the way we move, we can help eliminate any unuseful stress. If we're going to do this stress relief six ways, it's going to require our attention. The way we pay attention has to shift into that mindset of, is this helpful? Is it what I need right now? Am I getting what I intend to get from this? We'll come back to center, hug your knees into your chest, and then curl nose up to knees, knees into nose, curl tightly, tuck your chin in, we're going to rock up and back, making your way around to your hands and knees, cross your feet at the ankles, plant your hands, step your feet back, place knees down lightly, on an exhale, you round your spine in a cat pose. Inhale, cow pose, reversing. So you got this back and forth, tidal movement of breath in the body. And you can let it take some other shape. So that one move side to side. You come to the center line and squeeze a hip to a shoulder back through center on an inhale and exhale, hip to opposite shoulder. Accentuate, drawing one side along as you curl the other. Another way to move here would be starting again at center and taking the jump ropes of the spine in which Move the cat and cow into circles of your rib cage. Go clockwise, go counterclockwise. This is one of those things that's excellent to do over Zoom and in our own spaces. Rarely do we do in a, in a group class. But if we're all doing it together, it's not weird. If we're all doing it together, we're a dance troupe doing the cabbage patch. And we come back to center again, the flat back neutral spine. And we're gonna take different circles. You're gonna circle your wrists and your hips. So you're rotating around your wrists with your full body clockwise and counterclockwise. So it's a little bit like you're swinging out to the side, coming into the center for a momentary kneeling plank, and then back 
toward child's pose, swinging out to the side, momentary plank, that's the best kind, back toward child's pose. You can take this a little further into that momentary child's pose and then a momentary up dog on the knees. And then we'll come back to center after you balance both sides. Slide down to your forearms, turn your palms in toward one another. So you're making robot arms basically. And we'll take cat cow with mostly the upper spine. So that really paying attention to your upper back and your neck in this one. With the arms pressing down to the floor. You feel the upper spine move in and out. And particularly for those of us with the neck stress, you're letting your neck and your head follow with what the thoracic spine is doing. So many times, because the function of our body, the command center is up in our brain between our ears, we'll move our head first. And this is a practice of moving from the lower spine first up to the neck, then the head. This whole practice of yoga, the structure of our body, from our legs, our hips, the lower spine. So you're starting to move according to your structure, which the head in pretty much all cases is going to be the last thing to move. The only time that really changes is when we make a big transition of our body from one part of the mat to the other. Then we'll look before we leap. Otherwise, it's mind following the body, head following the neck, following the rib cage. Come back to your center line. You can bring your hands together, your arms in a, a V shape. And then you're going to take right leg back, bend your knee, open your hip, and make some circles of your right hip. And if you'd really like to let your neck rest, you can let your head rest on your hands. We'll call that a headstand for today. One more round with your right leg. And then gently bring your knee down to the mat. Pause at center. Center up the weight between your feet, your knees, your arms. You'll extend your left leg back, squeeze the glute, bend the knee. Take some circles of the hip. Notice how this is moving now. Maybe we've made a little progress with those clicks and clacks since we were on the back. Again, if you'd like to rest your head on your hands or on a block, go for it. Keep pressing your forearms down. The structure stays good at the floor. Breath in. And then left knee down lightly. Pause to feel both sides of your body to return your weight to center. And then we'll sit back at child's pose. You'll sit your hips to your heels. You'll rest your head on the floor. Let your arms get soft. 
for a lot of us, it'll mean bending the elbows really deeply or tucking the arms back by the shins so that your arms curl over your knees, shoulders curl over your knees, and the space around your head and neck is free. It's good to have the space around your head and neck free if you want the space within head and neck to be free. A breath in here. Let it out slow. One more breath here, knowing that you can come back anytime. Make your way up to down dog. Shift to hands and knees. Tuck your toes under. Lift up. And set your gaze between your feet. And then let it soften so that you take in the whole horizon behind you. And soften so much as if you were looking to an actual horizon, like when you go to the ocean and everything is vast, and there is no end, and the eyes can rest there. You ever notice that, like, when you're in nature, somewhere big and open, it rests our eyes from their usual state. Let your eyes take on that quality of looking out into a vast expanse of nature. Have a breath in. You're gonna let it out through your mouth. Just let it go, let it escape. And you'll look forward to your hands. We'll take the big step up to the top of the mat. That's where our head would look first, right? And then you let your head drop into ragdoll. Wrap your arms around each other or slide your arms between the rib cage and your legs. In the case for one over the other, first, if your rib cage isn't touching your legs or if you feel a lot of hamstring stretch here, and a lot of us do, self-included, placing the arms between lets you get more of the inversion quality of this pose. The idea that you can drop your head, let it be heavy at the end of your neck. So let your neck release with the tension of holding your head up. If you're already chest to thighs and there's no big deal in your hamstrings, no big deal in your low back, you could take the arms wrapped around each other with the hands laced into opposite elbow crease to create more downward action. It is possible that you don't need that. 
take the variation that gives you more of the release in your neck, upper back, and the ability to be here upside down. Inversions in the yoga practice slow us down, shift our perspective. If we're constantly thinking about how much our hamstrings or low back are being stretched, then we don't get that quality. So you're going for quality over outer appearance, which most of us are anyway. Release your hands, let your feet slowly walk together, slow as they'd like to go. If they want to come all the way together, great. If that feels a little too tight for your low back or your balance, hip distance is great. We're going to slowly roll up to stand, bring your hands up your legs as you go so that you're bringing everything close to the center line. Hands come together at about navel center, thumbs move to heart center, brow center, and then the arms extend out. And that's the reverse when we fold. Bring the hands together through brow center, heart center, navel center. Then the hands come to the legs as we bow over. Maybe you have yours on your legs, maybe on the floor at the end of that bow. Halfway lift, flat back. It's nice here to use your hands and your arms to help you draw your chest forward. I want to fold in again with the exhale. And that closing exhale of this forward fold you might bring your arms around your legs and hug in. That's where you're going to get the deep back of the leg stretch. Press your feet down, roll up to stand. Mountain pose, hands come to your center line. And arms extend and, and go wide to make space around your head, neck, and shoulders. And as you bow, you bring your hands down your center line. This first bow, the salutations, is meant to be that, that kind of reverence of a bow. Not as deep, but... And halfway lift, flat back. And then we get the deep stretch of hugging in chest to thighs, then your head drops. You press your feet down, roll up to stand. And then we bow forwards to gaze out to the horizon, bowing at your hip. Let the upper back and head release, and drawing the abdominals in, heart forward, bring your body up into one line, flat back, then the hug in, the really deep inward curl, let your chest, then your head drop, and move on from here into sun A. Press your feet down, roll up to stand, sneaky rhythmic action of your breath. That bow where your gaze traces down the horizon in front of you, way to your feet in the back of your mat. And the halfway lift, your gaze traces out to the floor in front of you, still soft. You keep it set as you plant your hands and step back high to low push up. You can use your knees and bend your elbows only halfway down. And then upward facing dog. You could be on your knees here and down dog. If you are on the knees, shift to hands in these pose, then back to down dog for your low back. 
and you're going to peek forward at your hands, walker hop. Breathe in, lift halfway, chest forward, head comes up in line. As you breathe out, pull your abdominals in, chest to thighs. Let your upper spine round, head drop. Press your feet down, roll up to standing. Mountain pose. Again, hands back down through your center line, your gaze forward at the horizon and then chest and head release. And take flat back, halfway lift. Set your gaze to the floor out in front of your mat. Keep it there. Plant your hands, step the feet back. Then halfway down, low push up. Always be on your knees. It could be a cat pose as well if you prefer it. The back bend with your inhale. Lift your chest up, lengthen the back of your neck by setting your gaze straight ahead. Down dog, breathe all the way out, good. And peek forward, walk or lightly hop. Breathe in. And breathe out. One more round, press your feet down. Roll up to standing. Bow forward, breathe out. Breathe in, lift halfway. Plant your hands, step back, low push up. Breathe in. Down dog, breathe all the way out. Have a breath here into your nose. Let it out through your mouth, maybe sigh it. And then look forward to your hands, walk or lightly hop. Press your feet down, lift halfway, heart forward, and then your head comes up into line. Get that spot out in front of you as you focus your eyes. And then exhale, keep looking at that spot. Your chest releases, then your neck, then your head. The eyes trace to the wall behind you, or the sky behind you. Ukatasana, chair pose. Sit your hips back, lift your chest, then bring your head into alignment with your spine as your arms reach up. Same idea here. Your gaze stays forward and you bow with the gaze forward as if you're almost looking at, at a partner you were bowing with. Then your head drops. Sit your hips a little back as you draw your heart forward into the halfway lift. And keep your gaze out in front of you. Plant your hands, step back, low push up. And breathe in, upward facing dog. Breathe out, down dog. Press your hands down to go back. Cool. Peek forward to your right hand. Step your right foot as close as it gets. Both feet flat. You're going to come up stacking your spine, then your rib cage, neck and head, then your arms. Warrior one. Hands come back down through that center line. You bow. Hands come to the floor. You step back, low push up, or hang out and down dog, maybe child's pose. Breathe in, down dog, breathe out. 
step your left foot forward. Plant both feet from your hips, stack your spine, draw your abdominals in, you lift your chest, arms come up and stack over your collarbones. Then bow, hands through heart center to the mat. They plant down so you can step back, low push-up. Breathe in, upward facing dog level. Your gaze lengthen the back of your neck. And down dog, breathe all the way out. Have a breath in through your nose. Take it out through your mouth, maybe lion's breath. You roar a little bit. <sighs> Mine was like a lion with asthma, but yours could be real loud. I just happen to have a microphone on. You don't need to hear it. Look forward, walk, or lightly hop to the top of the space. Breathe in, lift halfway. And bow forward, breathe out. Sit your hips back, lift your chest up, Utkatasana to your pose. And bow forward, breathe out. Breathe in, lift halfway. Plant your hands, step back. Keep looking forward as you step back. Upward facing dog. Press your hands down. Lengthen the back of your neck. Down dog. Breathe all the way out. Peek forward to your right hand. Step the right foot. Plant both feet. Reach up for your one. Press into your feet. Pull your hands back down through the center line. So you bow. And plant the hands to step back. Little push up or down dog. Maybe even child's pose, if that gets you closer to where you want to go with this. Breathe in, back of your neck long. Breathe out. Peek forward, left hand. <laughs> Clap both feet. Reach up. Press your feet down as you bow, plant your hands. Low push up. Breathe in. Upward facing dog, hands down, heart up, back of your neck long. Down dog, breathe out. We'll have a breath here. Press your thumb and first finger knuckle down, lengthen your arms. Out through your mouth, any way you like. Maybe horse's breath. It's. I love that stress reliever. An excellent tool for the toolbox. Look for your hands, walk or lightly hop, top of the space. Breathe in, lift halfway. And bow forward, breathe out. Ukatasana chair pose, hips sit back, abdominals in, you lift your chest and then neck and head, arms follow. Then hands to heart center, we'll bow. We're going to move on into three warriors. We keep the flow of breath going. Breathe in, lift halfway. Heart forward. Keep looking forward on the floor so your neck stays long. And in its natural shape as you lower to low push-up or take your variation of. Breathe in. Up dog. 
and breathe out. Down dog. Right foot forward, warrior one. Breathe in. Now open up warrior two. And breathe in, reverse warrior. Take your gaze to your back foot, let the neck rotate, and then press into your feet. Cartwheel your hands down. You're going to look for the front of your mat as you step back to low push up. Breathe in, forward facing dog. Breathe out, down dog. Then left foot forward. Plant your feet, reach up. Squeeze your back leg. We're going to open out into warrior two. Set your gaze forward. See that big horizon. Rest the eyes. Reverse. Then let your gaze slide down to your back foot. Press into your front foot like it's calling you into the cartwheel. Plant your hands. Step back. Low push up. Breathe in, upward facing dog. Breathe out, down dog. With your inhale, reach through your arms, lengthen through your spine. Then the exhale again through your mouth any way you like. Let your jaw go. Let your face stretch a bit. Your lips close lightly. You look forward, walk, or lightly hop to your hands. Breathe in, lift halfway. Breathe out, fold forward. And again, sit your hips back, Utkatasana, chair pose. Exhale, bow, your gaze is forward. Again, like you're looking into the eyes of a maybe a sparring partner, but like only for fun. Breathe in, lift halfway, your gaze sets forward on the floor in front of you. Keep it there as you plant your hands, step back, low push-up. Breathe in, upward facing dog. Breathe out, down dog. Peek forward at your right hand, step your foot. Press both feet down as you reach your heart up, arms up. It will open out to warrior two. Set your gaze forward and big to the horizon. Then the reverse. And as you take the arm up, turn your head look down. Pull into your front heel like it's calling you into the cartwheel. Hands cartwheel down. You step back. Squeeze your legs. Look a little forward on the floor. Breathe in. Upward facing dog. Breathe out. Down dog. Left foot forward. Plant your feet. Reach up. Keep your gaze set forward. Big horizon as you open and warrior you. Press your feet down. Reverse. Let your gaze slide down to your back foot. Pull into your front heel. Cartwheel down. Hands to the mat. Low push up. Breathe in, upward facing dog. Breathe out, down dog. Have a breath. 
Let it out through your mouth any way you like. Look forward, walk, or lightly hop to your hands. Breathe in, lift halfway, flat back. And breathe out, fold forward. Bring your feet together, heels together. Hands out in front of you on fingertips. We're going to crouch down as if for crow. We're going to keep the hips rather buoyant, so the hips about to knee level. What we're taking in is called frog kriya. You're going to exhale, straighten your legs, press your heels into each other, let your head drop, pull your abdominals up and in, you're rounding your back, chin in. It's like you're trying to look up at your navel. And then bend your knees out to the side, look forward, chest up. It's like a frog getting ready to hop. <laughs> There's our visualization. <laughs> Come squeezing your legs together into the forward fold. You're looking up toward your navel. And then you're bending the knees. Chest pulls through like it's cow pose. Then the head comes up, looks forward. All right, so this idea of your hips lift. You round your back, then you drop your head. And you drop it so far that you're looking up toward your navel. And then bend your knees, hips drop, chest lifts, then the chin moves head forward, just enough to be in line. It's, uh, focusing so much on what's going on with your spine, you're not noticing that your legs are starting to burn a little bit. <laughs> Take two more, get that spinal movement of hips moving up, and then your spine pours out, and you're looking up towards your navel. And then knees bend, hips drop, chest moves forward, and then your gaze does. Press your heels together, keep them off the floor, you bow, squeeze the legs together, and then release. Walk your feet out wide to the edges of your mat. Toes turned out a bit to the corners, we're going to drop the hips into Malasana, garland squat. Bring your hands together at your heart center. Or you can go with uh, arms inside the legs, fingertips extending downward, like jazz hand style. Press your legs into your arms, arms into your legs. Lift your chest, you're going to drop your chin. Take your head side to side, a little bit of neck stretching. If this is uncomfortable in your knees, ankles, just have a seat and do seated neck stretches, neck rolls, head rolls. This is comfortable enough, or comfortably uncomfortable. Stay with it. One more round. Press your feet down into the floor. Draw your abdominals in. And come back to center. Release your hands to your mat. Let your hips lift up. Walk your feet together. As you press your feet to the floor, you'll draw your abdominals in. Hands trace up your legs. They come together at your navel center in prayer. Hands to heart center. Throat, brow, and up overhead, and mountain pose. We'll bow with an exhale. Send your hips back. Chest to thighs. Let your head go heavy. And halfway lift, draw your abdominals in. Heart forward. Set your gaze to the floor. Keep your gaze out in front of you on the floor as you step back, low push-up. 
breathe in upward facing dog lift the back of your head lengthen the back of your neck and down dog breathe all the way out have a breath in empty it any way you like let your jaw soften your face soften come forward to a high plank as you wish lower slowly to the floors if you want a lot of work maybe you keep the body tight and go elbows to the mat over there for a little while and knees down and then thighs down and the hips and the rest of so we're in downward facing shavasana you can rest your hands on your, your head on your hands or you can rest your arms by your sides the space around your neck and your upper back soften and feel your breath there maybe let your abdominals soften maybe they already are maybe you could soften a little more and one way you're going to do that is by taking those deep belly breaths again a little abdominal massage here by breathing deep into the body so that the Abdomen actually presses out into the floor and then you draw it back in away from the floor. Now, if you had a late lunch, uh, this might not be super uh, smart at this point. So you don't have to, but it's one way, a little massage internally. And if uh, those of us that are, are very, very brave and maybe eight on the lighter scale, at lunch you might put a block underneath your navel or between your navel and your rib cage and breathe with your belly on a block which I used to think was the weirdest and I realized that I just thought it was the hardest and I realized that was probably because I needed to do it one great thing that it does is that you know, squeeze and soak the, the internal organs. It's also a really good way to strengthen your breathing. To have that extra bit of pressure to work against as you inhale. And to get really cleaned out with your exhale. Is by no means necessary. You find it useful use it and we move into a little bit of, of back bending practice so just slide your hands underneath your elbows you can lose the blocks if you had it and cobra hug your elbows in towards your sides then pull your elbows toward the back wall your hands into your mat like you're trying to slide forward soften around the tops of your shoulders and your neck release down slow to the floor almost touch your nose but not quite and we'll go again pull your elbows in and back press your feet down squeeze your legs come up and release down slowly. one more time we come up elbows pull back hands pull back there's no pressure down into the floor. So the arms aren't doing any of the work. It's the back that's working only. 
Then you release down slowly and turn it cheek to one side. Unless you're wearing big bulky headphones, then you might want to go back to resting your head on a pillow. I am wearing big bulky headphones, so there's a block there. Breath in. And empty out. Come back to center and take a locust as you come up. Bring your feet together, squeeze the legs, roll the outer thighs down. As you exhale, you'll lower, almost take your nose to the floor, but not quite. And then again, you'll come up, squeeze the legs together, take your arms back, shoulder blades towards your hips, and release down. So it's going to be a strong tendency to pull the shoulder blades in toward the spine. Instead, drum down towards your waist. Again, up for locust. Put your hands are reaching to the back wall. Toads stuck together. And release down slow. One more time when I come up. Locust, if you can, touch the toes together. Roll the outer thighs down, inner thighs up. And then you'll rest again. Turning the cheek to one side. You could use a block as a pillow if you... Uh, Using headphones at this point. Good. Breath in. Breath out. Slide hands underneath elbows. Press back to hands and knees and child's pose. You'll set your hips to your heels. Here's a good place if you have a block to place it underneath your forehead. If you don't have a block, you can do the same thing on the floor, but if you have a block, you can place your forehead on it, you know, rock right across your brow ridge. And only as much pressure as is comfortable for you. It's a nice way to get a massage those muscles Underneath the skin can use those ones that hold our expression. Not that any of us have any wrinkles, but uh, you know, if you've got any of those spots that that hold those lines, all from laughing, of course. You just might want to massage those. Find it right between the eyebrows—a really good place to do a little work. You can actually. Uh, if you want, you can roll your whole face over your block or your mat. It's nice for those expressive muscles and the sinus cavities. Totally a weird thing to do if uh, you don't do a lot of yoga. But once you start doing a lot of yoga, it makes all kinds of sense. And come back to center and up to hands and knees, down dog, have a breath. And empty it out through your mouth again. Soften your jaw, your whole face, your throat. And look through your hands. Walk across the seated, down onto your back. And then take bridge or wheel. You can also take supported bridge or wheel. So 
Supported bridge would be sliding the block underneath your hips. Supported wheel, sliding a block or a pillow under your shoulder blades and reaching your arms back. The block is creating the spinal shape of either pose. There's also a traditional bridge, arms by your sides, feet pressed down, or a traditional wheel, hands by your ears, palms and feet pressed down. And take three breaths in through your nose and out through your nose, drawn by the muscles of your throat. That's one. Empty out the third. And then with the next inhale, you'll slowly transition down to your back. And to Supta Baddha Konasana, feet together, knees out. Or constructive rest, knees together, soles of your feet to the floor. And bring hands to heart center. Lay your hands over your sternum. Feel your breathing, your heartbeat. And for some of us right now, stillness is going to be the thing. If stillness is for you, stay right here. If you want to do a little tapping, you can take your fingertips and do a little tapping along your sternum and the ribs and the clavicle collarbone. And you can go any place that, that feels good for you. This is kind of somatic tapping where you're loosening up the little bits and pieces. Of, the, the power of touch on the body helps release so much tension. If it feels good to you, do it. Uh, the other thing that can help relieve tension here is what we call gorilla breath. I'll refrain from howling into the microphone. Um, but what you do is you take a deep breath in and then you sigh it out. And uh, you're beating your chest like this and you can kind of get a sense of what it would be like. But if that appeals to you, do a few good gorilla breaths. Or, uh, you know, I found that uh, one of the good ways to take gorilla breath is to scream your favorite expletive while doing this tapping. I have been using that a lot lately, and, I've, you know, despite what my neighbors think, I think it's wonderful. The other thing about the tapping is you can feel the vibration of the tapping not only in your ribs and the muscles, but also in your hands and the arms as they move. Okay, so make sure that the tapping vibration and the, uh, the speed and the intensity is right for you. Then you'll make your way back, hands to the sternum. Lay one over the other. If you can, maybe it's the opposite than usual. Let your arm bones get heavy towards your mat. Have a breath in, and a long, slow breath out. And you may want to put your head on a block. If you have a block here, highly advisable to do so, even if you don't need it. If you want to relieve some stress, putting the head on the block can really help in Next pose, which is reclined pigeon, crossing your right foot over your left thigh.
catch your right thigh a little more easily when your head is lifted, right. which I, for years was uh, against putting my head on a block because I could catch my thigh. And it took a teacher coming over and putting the block under my head in front of a class uh, to get me to do it. The teacher happened to be the person I was married to at the time, so it was even worse than it sounds. But it gave so much more to my reclined pigeon. I'll say that he was right about at least one thing. Once you can get a little more ease in how you catch the left leg, you can get a little more in the drawing in. Maybe more is not what you need. Maybe that ease is what you need. Stay with it. One thing we want to be doing with this whole practice is making it easier to do more. And to do more, more easily. It's not about doing more or being overburdened or who can do the most, but how easy can we make it to increase our capacity, to expand, to include. One more breath in. Let you let out through your mouth. Then you'll let this pose slowly dissolve. Just imagine it dissolving, unwinding at the speed of dissolve. And then the other side. And the side could look a little different. What worked for the other side worked for the other side. Then you investigate what works here. Could be that you turn your block up a side so that your head is even higher. Could be that this side goes a little deeper, a little faster. Cool. Work with what you got. Let your face get soft, your throat get soft so that you can breathe easily. That's another reason that you might boost your head with a block or a blanket or a pillow, anything like that. Have your airway completely unrestricted. And if you're here, you can bring your attention inward and scan your body from your forehead and the muscles of your face to the back of your head, back of your neck, your throat, the skin around your collarbones, your shoulders, your arms and hands. Could anything be lighter, have a lighter touch? Attention to your rib cage, is it moving? Could it move more and more easily? Okay. 
pay attention to your legs and you know, is the right leg drawing in as much as it can to give the left leg what it needs? Is it drawing too much in? Could it ease up and you have better results? If you notice that you're over gripping, if you notice that you're over anything, it's your opportunity to soften, to come back. If you find that you've wandered away mentally, emotionally, that finding yourself there is your capacity to come back. It's a good practice when we find ourselves off track like that to be lightly amused at ourselves. Amusement at being human, just like everyone else. Gently unwind this again, dissolving the pose, bringing your knees in. Pause here. If there's anything you need, any finishing poses, stretches, twists, turns, go for those. Really let your body call you into them, whatever they might be. If your body's saying, do not pass go, do not collect $200, go directly to Shavasana. Good, you follow it. If you're not sure what your body's saying, pause until you are. In the beginning of a bodily practice and movement practice, we may not be so in tune because we've been living a lot of life thinking about other things. So it's okay not to know, to investigate. There to be more questions than answers. to Shavasana when you're ready. You can use any props or alternate poses that work for you. And then one more weird thing your yoga teacher is going to ask you to do. Take your fingertips to your jaw and have some massage there of anything that feels a little tight, a little sharp. You can dig as you like. Right, and work your way, particularly up around the earlobe, underneath the earlobe, even behind it. You can take your earlobe and your thumb and first finger and work the earlobe as well. That's a really potent spot. You want to work down the sides of your neck, the sternocleidomastoid muscle. It's always an interesting little massage too. Press your fingertips around your collarbones. And again, letting your hands work their way to your heart. And pause and rest with hands at heart center, one warm palm over the back of the other hand, one warm palm on your sternum, and your heart below. And then you let your arms take any shape that works for relaxation. Right. 
They could come out beside you. They could stay where they are. If you're not sure, just pause to listen. We try a few things. And get still and listen to your breath. Final visualization. Bring to mind a person, place, or animal that gives you the sense of calm, of peace, of security. Somewhere or someone or something in whose presence. You feel at ease. Visualize yourself there with that being as you rest. The mind gets pulled away. Let it come back to the feelings, the sensations that you have with that touchstone of calm and peace for you. So you're ready to move again. Start with the breath through you and then out of you. You'll lightly wiggle your fingers and your toes. Feel the movement at the edges of you. Keeping the inner environment really calm, really serene. You're still in that good space. And then roll gently to a comfortable side and make your way up to seat in. Bring our hands together at heart center. And thumbs to forehead center.
Thank y'all so much for being here this afternoon. Namaste. Thanks again for listening. We're so glad you chose to join us. If you'd like to join us live, you can head to 3dogyoga.com to see all the ways that our Zoom classes work. And if you'd like to support this podcast, we're on patreon.com. P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash 3dogyoga. All letters, no numbers. And that's a way that you can help us build this podcast, make it better, and give us some feedback on what you want to see here on the podcast. Thanks again. Until next time. Namaste.